The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Coach Mo Fall, and it's soul-powered career time. This episode is going to delight, excite, and inspire you on all things career, soul, consciousness, executive life, how to navigate the complex world of you as a professional woman, as you as a badass woman in the world. Soul Powered Careers, it's time. This episode is for you. Coach Mo here. We are going to cover an interesting topic today. It's called decision time. Every time we make a move in life, there's a decision to be made. How are you at making decisions? We're going to cover the waterfront here on decision making. But first, I want you to go grab a journal with some empty blank pages, your favorite pen, a glass of water or cup of tea. Let's settle in. If you are driving, be careful. Heavy machinery may crash while you are learning insights and inspiration. Please be cautious while listening to this podcast that may blow your soul wide open. All right. It's decision making time. I got to say this. I love making decisions. I used to hate making decisions. I don't like that H word either. So decisions are a natural part of life. And what happens is that as a human being, we begin to be overloaded with data inputs, stimulation, experiences, and oftentimes we are living in either the past of decisions we've made or in the future of decisions we have yet to make. Both the past and the future haunt us at decision time. So many women I've spoken to on our complimentary career clarity calls have stayed in jobs way too long. And I'm going to cover indecision. I'm going to cover how we tolerate things. And I'm going to dive into the depths of your soul and help you understand this. Stay tuned to this entire episode. At the end, I'm going to give you a sneaky little way to make a better decision. Here is the truth about you as a human. You have blind spots. You have past experiences. These past experiences combined with your blind spots give you self-doubt. Self-doubt is not something you want to wallow in. Self-doubt is something you may be wallowing in. How would you know if you're wallowing in self-doubt? Because you're slow to make decisions. You rely on others. You tolerate something less than because you're afraid of making a mistake or failing at something. You feel the past in your nervous system. You're worried about the future and the what if, and you don't think or feel at a deep level that you can handle the consequences of a decision. As humans, one of the major human needs is approval and love of others. As a human being, we are wired to have connection, and love for survival. So much of our indecisiveness, so much of who we are as humans rests on the fact 
that we are deeply, and these are blind spots, folks, we are deeply attached to making connection and feeling safe. So decisions threaten our very safety. I coach women all the time on one of the primary problems of success, and that is breaking from the tribe. Making a decision to up-level, move up, be more successful than the family members, be more successful than your parents, be more successful than friends, be more successful than some of your peers. This is a crucial moment, a crucial moment of breaking from people who loved you, supported you. Perhaps they didn't all love and support you, but they're important to your sense of security, safety, and survival. When we make decisions that are against those tribal bonds, we are upsetting our survival mechanism. So we see why, of course, some decisions are so vitally important and how they can trigger these elements of what we're all about. But I'm here to say it to you this way. You got to dig into that survival mechanism and find ways to secure your own sense of self so you don't have that level of vulnerability on your survival instincts. Now, usually when we're making decisions, we're picking the right melon at the grocery store. We're deciding perhaps which store to go to. We are driving our car and deciding which route to drive. We are perhaps deciding at our closet which clothes to put on for the day. Some of our decisions are mundane and don't really matter a whole lot. But whether you're going to send an email to your boss or call her, whether you're going to speak up in a meeting or not, whether you're going to put your hat in the ring for the promotion, whether you're going to cheer on a colleague for her success, whether you're going to have that crucial conversation or not with a coworker who may have said something negative about your work. These decisions are the ones that can claim us, that can slow us down, that can put us in our insecurities. And when we are sitting in our insecurities, we are allowing a negative vibration to take over. We are allowing our survival instincts, our nervous system that overreacts to survival instincts to kick in and to prevent us from evolving, prevent us from growth and expansion. I want to take a little detour on this conversation about decisions for a second, because one of the aspects of growth is that you get uncomfortable. When we grow, we go outside of our comfort zone. You've heard that before. You've probably felt it before. Remember when you learned how to drive a car or ride a bike or any type of skill. You had to feel insecure and like you perhaps were failing in order to learn the skill well enough to move through that expansion, that uncomfortableness, that sense of not being good until your skill set got to a point where you were able to be competent and perhaps even really good. As adults, we don't usually try something new very often. So we become unaccustomed to this sense of doing, trying, working at it. And this is a corollary to decisiveness. This is a corollary to making decisions. Because when we're uncomfortable stretching ourselves outside of the known, 
we by default will not make decisions that we don't know the answer or the outcome to. This leaves us in a prison of our own experience. And what we do as human beings from a psychological perspective, when there's some decision in front of us, we will rely on the past and we will rely on the framework of how we think the future will go for us in order to make decisions. Most human beings rely on the past. Confident human beings can see that the future can be something better than the past. Confident human beings will sometimes sort through the negative rubble of the past and see a positive aspect of decision-making and be able to correlate that with the decision in front of them. So just think about the last decision that you made that was somewhat meaningful. Perhaps you did make a decision to speak up to a colleague on a crucial matter that you weren't comfortable setting aside or ignoring. I don't like leaving anything really unsaid or any negative vibration between me and another person. I really like to open the avenues and the channels. I like to have open flow of communication. And I'm going to tell you this, I don't always feel comfortable having crucial conversations. As a matter of fact, I know that if I'm feeling uncomfortable in many cases, that I am actually moving toward a conversation that's going to matter and that's going to have growth. But if I let my past and my fears and that blind spot of that survival mechanism, will I lose this person's relationship, which at the deepest levels is correlative to, will I die? Okay. I know that's a big, big, big leap, but I'm going to tell you at a very primitive level, when we lose connection with someone, we have deep fears of survival that get moving and we are likely to not do the thing that our highest self wants to do because our lower self is in conflict. So when I'm having a crucial conversation and I'm feeling unsure, I'm feeling that expansion uncomfortableness, I get myself ready. Don't do pro-con lists. I'll cover that in a second. I get myself ready for that powerful conversation. I get myself ready for that uncomfortableness by opening my heart. And this is counterintuitive to your survival mechanism because your survival mechanism wants to sort of cave in toward the fetal position. That fetal position is a protective position. And what I do is I open my chest and my heart and I breathe into my heart and I ask for assistance from divinity. I ask to be guided. I ask to know the right words. I ask to be open to this other human. I ask to release judgment. I ask for deep guidance and to be held in that channel of all positive unfolding. I bring it in. And as a soul-powered coach, as a soul-powered human, these times are always necessary. I was having a conversation with my son several months ago. He's a grown man with two kids going through a divorce at the time and was trying to write himself back into his life. His career as a chef was upended through the pandemic, and he was 
trying to reconfigure things for himself and frankly was not moving in the right direction of something better. He was sort of in stall mode, sort of stuck. And as a chef, my son is used to working hard with his body and having physical work. And that's one way of him relating to the world and feeling that he's contributing in the world. And as a chef, there's creativity and and imagination and putting things together and being able to see one's work in front of one. There's a lot of kinesthetic work in that. And in some of his career moves, he was in sales and doing things like that. And I needed someone to talk to some of our women on the phone and help them organize their clarity calls and appointments. And I knew from a personality perspective, he'd be a great fit for that role. But I also knew that that movement from what he knew what work was going to look like and feel like and how he gets his contribution and satisfaction was going to shift if he was at a desk and a computer. And he and I had a very long, open-hearted conversation. I knew what I wanted to accomplish in that conversation, but I also didn't know where he would be coming from or how he would respond. So even though I had my agenda and I told him what my agenda was as we were getting into the conversation, I opened myself up spiritually, psychologically, to be open to whatever the conversation needed to be. And in the past, I could have been much more rigid and had much more of a rigid expectation. And I'm a little bit of a driving kind of executive kind of woman. And I could have come into that conversation with a little bit more forcefulness to my agenda. Since I've been doing this work for so many years and coaching women and helping them go through this specifically over the last eight, nine years, I've risen to a point of letting go of some of that executive pushing and driving, not all of it. So we had a very fruitful, very positive, very forward-moving conversation that was meaningful to him. And I will say this, I know the difference between what that conversation was and what it could have been had I approached it energetically and from a soul perspective differently. Had I come from psychology, ego, my needs, my desires, my agenda, that conversation would have felt different to him. It would have had a different outcome. And as it is, we are able to really open up about a long-term view of what he wants and how he wants to see his life, especially as a young dad. That conversation was meaningful, was crucial. It was a family and a career conversation that I had with him, and it could have gone many ways. What I want to say to you is this. Number one decision was going into and caring enough or taking myself and putting myself at risk enough to be in that conversation and not just say, oh, it's his life. He'll figure it out. He's certainly capable, which is all true, but how much longer would that have taken him? So stepping into the matriarchal role, stepping into more of an authority role was a risk. And that could have been seen many different ways. So I decided to take that risk. I decided to open my heart up and have a conversation that could have gone negatively. For sure, there was that possibility. So as I made the decisions about the conversation, as I made the decisions about when to have it, how to have it, the approach I was going to take, I was making lots of decisions from the place of my soul and my purpose. And when we make those shifts, 
decision-making takes on a whole nother truth. And the other parties involved in our decision-making have a whole nother energy upon receiving our truth. And I want to make this decision-making topic a big enough topic that I can express to you how crucial your soul, how crucial your higher self is to not only making decisions to do something over another, but to move into the post-decision-making realm. You aren't just making a decision. You are moving into a realm that you will have to handle after you make the decision. And certainly decisions as small or trite as which restaurant to go to for Friday night dinner, once you make that decision, you're literally entering a restaurant and having a meal of a certain type, whether it be Italian or Indian food, you've made a decision that's going to alter the dinner that you're going to have. So that's one small example. But if you have a decision that you're going to have a crucial conversation with a colleague, once you make that decision, you now have to craft for yourself that soul-based, open-hearted approach. And as soon as you begin extending yourself into that decision, you're now entering the realm that you may have so much feared. So you have to stay open as you enter that realm. Going back to the restaurant, because it's an easier one to describe. Let's say you don't love Indian food. And let's say you love Italian food. But some of the discussion with your friends or family before that conversation, before that decision, they all wanted to go do Indian food. And you were okay with that. If you get into post-decision angst, if you start going toward a lower version of you, I didn't really want to go to that restaurant. I don't like that restaurant. There's nothing good for me on the menu. If you go there, you are guaranteeing that you're going to have a lower vibrational experience. If you go into, I'm sure there'll be something for me. You know what? I've closed my mind off to Indian food so often. I want to open my mind up to Indian food and perhaps try something that my cousin's going to have. I think that might be interesting. Let me learn. Let me see. Let me experience something more. That post-decision phase is a big part of whether you get outside your comfort zone or not. And how you handle yourself post-decision is a big part of the decision. So let's recap here where we've been. Number one, decisions are typically based on your past experience or on your future expectations. In order to make clear decisions, you need to be more present and you need to have awareness of the potential negative filters that your past or your future expectations are coloring for you on the decision. You need to get clear with your purpose or the extension of how this is going to help you grow. Once you make a commitment of being present for that decision and that you understand what growth looks like and feels like, you're going to be able to step into that decision, go outside your comfort zone and move into a new possibility for yourself. That requires you to stay open at your heart center. That energy center of your body is where your soul is emanating. It's sort of its place of home. And as you open your heart center and become vulnerable and expansive, you will have a better experience 
in that decision-making process and post-decision-making, you're going to be more nimble and more open to what that post-decision-making is all about. So that instead of falling in the trap of making a decision that you didn't want to do or make anyway, you're going to keep your heart and soul open to the experience. And as you keep your heart and soul open to that experience, you actually have a better navigational system. Woo! I hope you got all that. I hope that made sense enough for you to be able to apply, to implement, and to execute on. Your soul's guidance system is the most powerful way for you to live your life. And in decision-making, we often close ourselves off from that beautiful energy that we have inside because of so many past hurts, because so many worries of the future. And what is underpinning that is a lack of confidence. There is a current of self-doubt in a lot of humans that prevents us from moving into good, powerful decisions because we are not coming from the place of being open and knowing what we want and how we want to feel. So ditch the past, ditch the worry about any catastrophizing of how that decision is going to go for you. Come from a place deep within yourself of understanding the higher self, the higher good of that decision-making and be able to stay open through the post-decision period rather than clenching yourself off and thereby sabotaging your decision. I know this might be a lot for you. Get back into your journal, take some water, take some tea, give yourself some time now to integrate what I just shared with you. And if you're one of my clients, please go back into the modules of your work that we've done together and integrate this further. If you're not a client, I don't know why you're not. If you're a professional woman who's looking for something more and your career is in the way, your career is not advancing, come visit us. You can learn more about my work at mofall.com masterclass and book a complimentary career clarity call with one of my coaches at mofall.com talk. We will see you on the next episode of Soul Powered Careers. We cover everything soul, everything careers, and we tie it together in a beautiful way so you can navigate your life and your career at a higher version of you. We'll see you next time. This is Coach Mo, mofall.com and everywhere on social media. I'm so glad we spent this soul powered time together. It's now time to take action. If you're a client of mine, go back in the modules. If you're not a client of mine, take the time for yourself for a complimentary career clarity call with one of my awesome career breakthrough strategist coaches, and you will get clarity on exactly what is vexing you and troubling you in your career. Why are you not getting ahead? Don't tolerate anything less than you expressing yourself at the highest level. Coach Mo says, book your call, mofall.com slash talk. We will see you on the next episode of Soul Powered Careers. We hope you've learned from this. Please make a comment, a review, or otherwise let us know what you thought of this episode. Visiting me at all my social media channels, mofall.com, Coach Mo on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere you want to be seen. Come visit me. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. 
Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.